Bonchick's Real Estate Investing Podcast. Mr. Bonchick is an attorney, best-selling author, and a real estate investor with 25 years' experience. For more information and free articles and videos, visit his website at www.legalwiz.com. Hi, I'm attorney Bill Bronchick, and in this lesson, I'd like to share with you my simple 30-second deal analysis strategy for figuring out in 30 seconds or less whether or not a deal is a deal in real estate. Now, it's gonna take me a little more than 30 seconds to explain it to you. In about 10 to 12 minutes, I can really give you a formula that works almost every time to analyze and evaluate whether a deal is worth doing in 30 seconds or less. So here it goes, take good notes. First, you have to understand there are three basic ways to do a real estate deal. So the first question you ask yourself when you see a deal is, can I steal it? Now that means in terms of price, can I buy it low enough that I can either uh, wholesale it, get financing for it, or find me a partner on it? Uh, at the right price, you can do almost any deal imaginable. And if you can't find a partner, someone willing to lend against it, or someone to wholesale it to, then your price isn't low enough or the property just isn't worthwhile, in which case you pass. Okay, so generally, in the single family realm, it's the after repaired value, or ARV, times 0.7, or 70% of ARV, minus repairs, what it's gonna to take to get it in that condition, that equals your maximum offer price. That would be, in essence, quote, stealing it. Now, if you're in a market right now that is very pro-seller, then that 70% may seem low compared to what people are paying, but don't deviate from it. What I suggest instead you do is adjust the ARV for the market. So for example, if you're in a really hot market, things are going up like 1% a month, then if you plan on buying, fixing, and flipping a property, and that's gonna take three to four months, then what you need to do is start with your ARV three to 4% higher than what the comps are showing now. Usually when you do comps, you're looking in behind you. And for example, if you're looking in uh, April or May at comps from January and February, seasonally they'll be adjusted as you go into the summer. So if you're gonna buy a house in May and then sell it in August, obviously, you know, even if the market remained flat, there'd be a fluctuation between January and August normally of anywhere between three to 5%, depending on what market you're in. But if you add to that, it's gonna appreciate anyway 1% a month because it's a hot market, then your ARV starts out higher. Does that make sense? So you're not gonna adjust the 70%, you're gonna adjust the ARV according to what you'll think it'll sell for in three months. Does that make sense? I hope it does. Okay, so that's pretty simple. Can I steal it? Can I get it at the right price? Number two, will it make a good rental? Now this is a sort of mathematical, like the first one, but it has three parts to it. So A, B, C. Number one, can you get in for a total of 80% all in, I'll explain in a moment what I mean by that, of ARV. Now, um, if you're gonna buy a rental property, and I assume you would mean buy it, put 20% down, and then go get an 80% bank loan from an institutional lender. 80% all in, that means the purchase price, closing costs, uh, an appraisal, 
financing fees, and maybe a little bit of repairs, a little carpet paint, so forth. You don't wanna be more than about 80%, and I'm gonna say plus or minus maybe, because it doesn't have to be exactly 80%, and I'll explain in a moment why I came up with that sort of what seems like arbitrary 80%, whereas when the steal it category, it's 70%. And the reason is because B, you don't wanna have more than about $10,000 in repairs. Now, the same house, analyzing it as a steal or as a rental could be the same thing, but you would put less repairs for a rental property condition than you would for a resale condition. I know that makes sense because you've probably done both. So in a rental property, if you can get in for 10,000 or less repairs, you know, carpet paint, some used appliances, maybe a little linoleum and a few shrubs, um, 10 grand in repairs, and then that number, your ARV number, 80% or so would be good. And if you do the standard 20% down, go get a bank loan for 80% of the purchase price, then your net rent should be greater than or equal to 1.25 times your mortgage payment, the PITI. Now, let me break that down a little bit. Let's say this particular property would rent for $1,500, and we're gonna subtract, uh, that's gross rent. Net rent is the gross rent minus, let's say, a management fee, repair, um, not repairs, but yeah, repairs, I guess, you know, here and there to the property on an annual basis, and a figure for that. Um, some uh, vacancy factor and uh, other miscellaneous costs, not taxes or insurance, that's in the PITI. So if we took that net number, let's say the 1,500 gross becomes um, 1,300 net. And that means is your, if, and if your PITI was equal to, let's say, for example, $1,000 a month, well then your net rent of 1,300 is more than 1.25 times 1,000. 1.25 times 1,000 would be 1,250 and thus your net rent would be within that margin of greater than or equal to 1.5 times PITI, okay? If that didn't make 100% sense to you, just rewind and play that again. The numbers do make sense, okay? So again, summing up, will it make a good rental? You wanna be in for about 80% all in of ARV, less than or equal to 10,000 in repairs, and net rent greater than or equal to 1.25 times PITI. If it meets all those three criteria, and it doesn't have to be exact on this one, whereas the 70% of ARV minus repairs on the steal it formula is pretty strict, the rental one could be plus or minus, you know, a little leeway. And the reason I said 80%, by the way, if you buy a property and you're going to buy cash and then refinance it, you can refinance it for about 75% of its appraised value now without any seasoning, meaning just within a month or so, and you'll get 75% of the appraisal as a refi out. After a year, 80%, okay? So if you're all in for only 80% and you can refi 75% of it back on a refi, well then you'd only have 5% down in the, the deal total, which makes it pretty darn good in terms of leverage. That's why I said it's not exact. If you're 81%, 82%, that still works because you're only six to 7% cash out of pocket total on the deal, which is still better than 20% down plus 
having to come up with repair money of the 10,000 or so. Okay, so again, if, if it costs you 12,000 repairs, you know, that'll squeak by. And this 1.25 formula, um, you don't wanna shave too much off of that, but you wanna have that little uh, operating room there, that 25% spread between your net rent and your monthly obligation, so to speak. Okay, so one, can I steal it? Number two, will it make a good rental? And number three, can I get some sort of creative financing? And the reason you can get some creative financing, and that would be something like uh, a seller willing to finance without having to go to a bank, or being able to take subject to his existing loan, or a combination of the two, um, a lease option, something outside the box of having to go to a regular bank loan, okay, and putting the standard 20% down. If you can get that, then the, the price and the numbers are not as relevant. What's relevant is you've got some sort of creative financing that can be passed on to the next person. Let me give you an example. Let's say that you had a deal where a seller was willing to owner carry or seller carry a property at a reasonable price and reasonable interest rate with 5% down. Now, you could just buy that with your own 5% or you could pass it on to someone else. How would you do that? Well, you could pass it on in the sense that you could wholesale that to another investor and they would give you, you know, three, four, five, ten thousand dollars for the assignment fee and they'll buy from the owner with 5% down. That's an example how you can pass on creative financing. If you get a lease with option deal from the owner, can you sublet to another tenant and give them the option called a sandwich lease option? Absolutely. So in the creative financing realm, which is pretty wide open and not very detailed in terms of strict numerical formulas, but sort of a balance of factors of whether it makes a good deal or not. I'll go over those in a moment. But if you can get some sort of creative financing that you can pass on to somebody else, either another homeowner or another investor, then it may be a deal worth doing. So number one, can I steal it? Number two, it would make a good rental under those three factors. And three, are there some kind of creative financing terms available that you could pass it on to somebody else? Now, I said earlier, where um, number one is a strict numerical formula. Number two, the rental thing is sort of strict, you know, semi-strict numbers and a three-part formula. Creative financing, we have to balance a lot of factors. For example, let's say we had a property that was worth um, $200,000 ARV. Perfect condition, doesn't need any work. And the seller owes $180,000. So there's only 20,000 in equity, which really isn't a lot. You can't steal it. It's not gonna make a good rental because there's too much in there. You'd have to assume the loan or something and it wouldn't work out probably. But if there was a reasonable interest rate, like four or 5%, and you had creative financing, you'd have to balance some factors like, what does the neighborhood look like? Is this worth doing even though I can get in with no money down and no liability on a loan? Um, how much work does the house need? In this case, I said nothing, but what if it did need carpet and paint? What if it did need a little more? Uh, what could you rent it for? Could you rent it for positive cash flow? In some cases, you can buy a house subject to with no or negative equity, but if it has a really good interest rate and the payment was $400 less than market rent, would it be worth doing? Not under one and two, but certainly under the third category of creative financing. You get the point. So boiling it down again, if you come across a house deal, can I steal it? ARV times 0.7 minus repairs, adjusting ARV for the market. 
Number two, will it make a good rental? And there's three category in there that all have to be met. Not strictly, but pretty much. 80% all in of ARV on price, less than or equal to 10,000 in repairs, and a net rent, that's the gross rent minus expenses, must be 1.25 times or 125% of the monthly principal interest tax and insurance payment, the PITI. And then the third category is, are, is there some sort of creative financing available that you can pass on to another investor or to a partner or to an end user and so forth. This is Bill Bronchick. I hope you've enjoyed this lesson. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me, bill at bronchick.com. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Bill Bronchick's Real Estate Investing Podcast. For more information and free articles and videos, visit his website at www.legalwiz.com.